Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. We have a little bit of a different show this week, and I've been talking for months now about this wonderful new channel that I have come to just adore by the name of Frank Butterfield. And many of you have written to me and have expressed your excitement about this channel and what he is doing with what he calls the communion of light. Today, we're going to give you um, a taste, a full hour of the village. Now, the village is what um, is, is basically a conference call that happens amongst people who are interested in engaging this channel and engaging the information that they're parting. And um, and you are able to call in every week and, and you're able to ask your questions. And what I love about the village is that you're able to really get into the nitty-gritty. People are able to really get into the nitty-gritty of their lives and see where the openings are, see where the possibilities are. So very excited to bring to you today um, an hour of the Communion of Light, courtesy of Frank Butterfield and his work with the Communion. And you're going to hear a teleconference um, which is basically called The Village, and hear about some wonderful things um, that are unfolding with this information. And you're going to hear me on the call, because as many of you know, I participate in these calls, and uh, see if you can hear my question, and we'll talk more about it. So here we go. Um, We are really digging deep into having what we want and wanting what we have. Hi. Hi. I wanted to continue a conversation that I had with you uh, about my health and my feelings about that. And um, love to go on this is well. I think I'm just going to tell you where I'm at with it. Is I'm I'm pretty fed up. I'm fed up with searching for answers, which I know was part of what we had discussed. And I seem to be in the habit of keeping looking, what could this be, and how can I heal it, and what can I do, and I so much want to get this, and now I'm tired and exhausted from all of that, and I just wonder if you could help me, I mean, I know that's a better feeling, and I'd just like to move along from there. Well, well, you see, you see, the thing that we would start with, the thing that we would really notice if we were in your shoes is how tired you feel. Mm-hmm. Not because you want to feel more tired, but because we want you to get that that's a signal. That the thoughts that you're thinking are literally exhausting. Trying to make fun of anyone in particular 
or, and we're not pointing to anything and saying, oh, that's bad or shouldn't be done. But we really do want to point out to you that, and it's exactly what you were just saying, but we're going to say it again, that the idea of self-improvement is hilarious. Exactly what self are you going to improve? And what we mean by that is, how can you improve upon perfection? If there's such a thing as self-improvement, if we were going to reframe it, what we would say is, it's more like self-allowing. Allow yourself to be who you are, as opposed to try to get yourself into a place that's better. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. And it is exhausting trying to figure out all the ways in which you are broken. We've said before that the unconscious mind is kind of the new Satan of the new age. Mm. It's where all the dark things lie and they must be uncovered, they must be discovered. And so there's a kind of inquisition, if you will, that people take to their unconscious minds, trying to root out all of their bad habits, all of their bad behaviors, because the unconscious mind has been framed only because many people mistake how law of attraction works and how mechanical it is with your consciousness having that same mechanical sense. Because it does seem data in, data out. It does seem like there's a kind of machination going on. And you've just got programs running that are not working for you, and you've got to root them out so that you can have a better life. And while it's certainly delicious from time to time, because it feels better to change your mind about certain things, if you allow the contrast of your life to just arise naturally, you'll be guided quite organically. And when we say guided, we don't mean as though there's an invisible hand steering you. What we mean is you'll be guided through the measure of your own experience to the places of relief that you are looking for. But the key here is allowing. Just as we said to our friend before, and we said, look, this panic is arising and your job is to just ride the wave, just allow it to flow through you. Same goes for you. When contrast arises, just allow it to happen. Don't try to fix it. One of the things that you came into this question with was, what's the five-year plan for this new way of thinking? And we know that's not exactly the way you said it, but that's what we were saying vibrationally. And we would say there is no five-year plan. There might be a five-second plan, but there's not going to be a five-year one, not from a deliberate intentional perspective, which seems to be a contradiction in terms. If you're deliberately creating a reality, you'd want to get out your graphs and charts and start planning your events and experiences and how they're all going to unfold. But we say... No, deliberate creation means allowing yourself to have what you're wanting. That's the deliberate part, that you are the one who decides. What arises naturally out of that is going to be contrast, but it's all going to be very helpful. And so you don't have to go rooting around in the root cellar of your unconscious mind, trying to figure out what went wrong and how it happened and why you got there and what it's about and what the seven patterns are and what the ten keys are and all that sort of thing, yeah. which is extremely exhausting. It's mm -hmm. a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. And we'd be fed up if we were in your shoes too. Because you are perfect exactly as you are right now. There's nothing wrong with you. There are things about yourself that you don't like. We understand that. 
There are things about your experience that you don't like, and we understand that. But there's nothing wrong with any of it. You just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You have powerful preferences, and those preferences are there for a reason. First, because you cultivated them. Second, because they are very much about how you choose from that deliberate perspective what it is that you really want. Mm. You, you can have it in the way that you want it to feel as long as you're willing to let go of trying to get there on your own. I this get, is the paradigm. Please. I was going to say, I get you. Is it kind of like that feeling you once described the I'm, I'm standing and and the the world is coming up to meet me. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm getting that now. Mm-hmm. You are already having the world on your terms. The only problem is that you've got a lot of things mixed up in there that don't really. We would say that don't really belong to you, but that's not really true. They belong to you intimately, but that you don't like, you don't want. Mm-hmm. And contrast will help you with that. Contrast will help you discover what it is that you really do want. So <laughs> that you, as long as you don't mistake that feeling of contrast for having done something wrong that requires correction or amendment on your part, the mm-hmm. sky's the limit. Can you help me with, like, if I give you an example? And and help me with what you know, um, you know what my thoughts might be, or like you you tell me what your thoughts would be in terms of of the path that you're suggesting. So if suddenly I get this head feeling that I get and the the nausea and I'm driving, I just say okay, there it is and. I don't really need to figure it all out because I really don't want to figure it all out. I've been down through all that path, and that's exhausting. So I just focus on what feels better. So if it feels better to just look at the sky and keep driving because I love the notion of where I'm driving to, just keep doing it. Is that kind of... Well, we see, 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 part of the, the, the problem, if you will, is that we can't predict how this is all going to work out for you. We don't do know I- where you're going we don't know where you're going to go with this mm-hmm. because you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is that if you trust yourself implicitly and understand that no matter what you do, all is well, these things will get a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay. That makes sense. So, well, before we move on to the final question of our conversation here today, there's one thing we want to leave you with, and that is this. When you start, one of the things that would be, we think from our perspective, and we could be wrong, it's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. But we're going to offer you one possibility. Every time you start thinking about how am I going to deal with that thing that's coming up in the future, stop. Mm-hmm. Take a moment, look around, check in, see where you are, find something to appreciate, take a deep breath, relax. All that can happen in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. And just notice, oh, I am in the right place right now. 
I don't need to figure that out. I don't know where I'm going. I'm not there yet. The road will rise up to meet me. I don't have to figure out where I'm going. The road will carry me because it is me. My creations are here to help me, including my body, including the physical sensations that my body provides me. Mm-hmm. It's all here to it's all here to help me. And we'll leave you. We're, we're going to give you one little last little bonus. It mm-hmm. might be a really interesting thing to think about. Does the dizziness arise when you're trying really hard to get somewhere? Okay. And just notice if that's the case, because we think if all of a sudden you're dizzy and tired, it might be a really good idea to stop and rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Whether you're driving or whether you're in a conversation with somebody or whatever it is, it's your life. You're here for the fullness of it. Mm-hmm. Not for the parsing out of it in mildly tolerable bits, but for oh. the fullness. Yeah, right on. So, we thank you very much for your very, very delicious question. I just want to say, uh, I want to say thank you to my vibrational sister there who set up the question. We're clearly all in this together. I, too, have um, manifested a condition. Uh, unfortunately, they have a diagnosis for my condition, so I even more need to release that seeming definition that says, here's all the places you're not free which is kind of the essence of what all the charts and MRIs and all that garbage gets to say. And yet I don't want to resist it because in the resistance I create more of it. So I'm just trying to find... Well, there's no, ba- there's no balance. There is no balance. Well, no, 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 no. Embrace it. It's all your creation. The only, see, here's what resistance is. Resistance is saying, I don't like what I have. That's all that resistance is. It's just, it's a form of saying, I don't like what I have. We gave Frank, and we're not going to give the exact way that we gave it to him, but we're going to give to you something very similar that we gave to Frank. I have what I want, and I want what I have. That's a a very powerful statement. Ah. Now, what part of you, what you have, we didn't say, I like what I have. We didn't say right. that. Right. We said, I want what I have. And when we say want, we don't mean, I want to possess it. What we mean is, I'm in alignment with it. It could not have right. come here if I did not create it. Why I created it is no longer important. That the, You've already crossed that bridge. It's done. Now I have what I want and I want what I have. And if you really sit with that, not treat it like an intellectual exercise, but really sit with it and feel what that feels like. Yes, it's going, as it's doing right now, it's going to bring up some contrast. And that contrast, the contrast that's arising right now is actually telling you something very important. Which, by the way, if you interpret it as doing something, having done something wrong, then you're misinterpreting it. What the contrast is telling you is there's something more here to love. Not in the ooey-gooey sort of, I'm going to love this even though I really hate it. That's not what we mean. But there's something here to love. Look, if you don't like the diagnosis, 
and you don't like the charts, and you don't like the diagnoser, there's something in all of this to like, something in there that you can find for, to appreciate. But if you, the radical step here, and we do mean it's radical, you can tell because of how it shook you, is to say, and to mean it, I want what I have and I have what I want. Because what you're doing is you're dropping all the resistance when you do that, when you really do it. And we're not saying you have to do this all of the time, but it might be a really good habit to get into of I have what I want and I want what I have. Because in the having of it, you're acknowledging it's my creation. What gets screwy here is when you try to get rid of things that you already created. Because you, there's no trash bin. There's no vibrational trash bin. Because there's no trash. And if you understood that, by the way, that would make the experience of Staten Island a lot different. But what we, what we really want you to understand is there's no trash. Because there's nothing that exists that is not part of who you are. So there is no bad part of you. There are, now, we're not saying that you like everything. That's different. But when you take the radical step and you say, I want what I have and I have what I want, what you're doing, in essence, is blessing everything. It may not feel like ooey-gooey, sanctified kind of blessing as, oh, I'm going to bless you even though I think you're just evil and hateful and spiteful. No, we don't mean that. Not that southern way of saying, well, bless your heart. Which means, hold on just a moment while I put the knife in a little deeper. That's not what we mean. What we mean is really looking at these things in the eye and saying, I have what I want and I want what I have. The other thing that it does is it drops the idea of understanding how you got here. Which is really the most meaningless part of this aspect of this conversation. It has no meaning unless you decide that it was a complete and wonderful experience. But you're probably not there yet. You will be. There will be a... Please. Sorry. How is this not putting a happy face sticker over an empty gas tank, as Abraham would say? Well, if you really are saying, I have what I want and I want what I have, not as an intellectual exercise, but if you're really saying, I have what I want and I want what I have, it is a radical approach. And it's a what you're thing. doing... You are taking 100% responsibility for your creations. 100%. There's nothing happy. Look, you can feel it. There is nothing happy sticker about this. It's going to make you mad. It's going to piss you off, which is going to help you move up the scale. Then it's going to irritate you, then it's going to bore you, and then you're going to drop it, and before you know it, you'll be thinking, oh, I wonder what the big deal was. No, there's no happy sticker. Because that's what we were just saying. We're, that's what we were just saying. This is no sanctified sort of, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bless your heart as you turn the knife. That's the happy sticker. That's the, oh, isn't that, it's just so, oh, you're just so sweet. That sort of thing. That, that right there is a happy sticker. No, this, I have what I want, I want what I have, is a radical statement. It is a radical leading-edge statement of 100% responsibility for your creations. Not blame, not guilt, 
not shame, although those things may arise, not anger, not irritation, not boredom, although those things may arise. That may be the contrast that arises when you begin to declare this to be true. But just literally stating, this is the way it is. I have what I want and I want what I have. In other words, I'm no longer resisting my creation. I may not like it, but I'm no longer trying to get rid of it. Because again, there's no trash. <laughs> the universe doesn't understand what trash is. It's just unwanted things that you haven't quite allowed to evolve into whatever it's going to become. Very good. Thank you. Indeed, and we thank you very much for all that you brought here today. Very, very delicious indeed. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Yes, indeed, and we are very much enjoying entering into this communion of light with you, and we are finding ourselves quite pleased and quite honored to be connecting with you in all of the ways that we are doing so here today. And as we enter into this conversation, we are very much looking forward to all of the very delicious and astounding and quite amazing questions that we know will be coming forth here today. And we are now ready for the first of these. I love when you tell me you're there. And I spent most of this morning really in a you're there place. And I was, uh, this afternoon when I was reading through my mail, I actually got some very nice money manifestations. And I also got a piece of contrast that also was very good, that I, I got a bank statement and 
it sort of panicked me for a moment because I was thinking in terms of, you know, um, deadline really, I guess is the way to describe it. And I was able to come up with better feeling thoughts about it. But I realized that as the rest of the day went on, that when I was getting to the thing that I often do when any time a worry comes up these days, I get into a sort of delegating place of just saying, you know, I just don't want to feel this way. And, you know, you guys go ahead and take care of it. I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. You guys can take care of it. And that didn't feel as good as it has in the past. So I realized I hadn't really moved. I, I'd moved some on the, the resistance about deadline, but I just sort of wanted to clean that up even more just because I, wa I really want to get into the place where the delegating feels as good as it has been. No, that's not what you want. Okay. What you're saying is I want this tool to work for the purpose that I've assigned it and so that I can get from here to there. Okay, you're right. What you, re what you really want is to get on G and stay there, A, B, C, yep. E, F, G, and you yep. want to get on G and stay there. Absolutely. So that's what we would focus on because it's not the tool. You're not aligned with that way of thinking right now, and you can tell because it doesn't feel as good as it did before. That's, that contrast is not telling you you're doing it wrong. That contrast, this is really good, by the way, that contrast is telling you that you are in exactly the right place right now, not with that tool, because that tool doesn't help. It, your energy falls, it crests a little bit. But when you think of other possibilities, and even the idea that there's another possibility out there that you don't even know about could possibly feel better than trying to take on something that you used before and try to repeat it because somehow or another it's supposed to work every single time you use it. You're right. You're right. So it's, it, and it's okay that it doesn't work exactly the way that you think it's supposed to. Again, that has nothing to do with you as such as the operator of your experience, as the one who is focusing on ideas. It has to do with the you that is in alignment with you that's saying, this isn't where alignment is. Alignment is somewhere else that feels better than this. Yes. So what if instead, what if what you said to yourself instead was something like this? I'm really glad that I had in combination with some really good news and some really good experiences around money that I also had contrast simultaneously because I'm not really interested in resting where I've been on money. I'm really interesting in interested in firing up new places and new experiences. And I'm really glad that I got contrast to help me get clearer about that. And that's how, exactly how I felt. Indeed. And that felt good, did it not? Very good. That's it. You see, you don't have to, it's nice, it's good, it can be very helpful. But you don't have to tell the universe, this is what I need you to do. What's helpful is to realize that you're there already. 
and then the universe arranges on your behalf. Notice the difference. In fact, if what you've been doing prior to that is you've been saying, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. It's done, it's done, it's done. However you were saying that. And then you get this piece of contrast and you go back to the idea of delegating, which is a great idea until you realize how you actually manifest reality. And then when you're more intimately in, in the awareness of how physical reality manifests itself and how there is no there and there is no delegating actually isn't what's ever going on, that was just a sleight of hand, as are all of these things, by the way. They're all just sleights of hand until you realize what's behind it, and then, which is good because then you evolve into a bigger picture. You evolve into a more expanded version and have a broader vision of who you are. But when you were delegating, what you were literally doing is you were saying, I'm going to pretend like there's something outside of me that I can turn this over to because that feels better to me. And, it, and it's bridging several gaps. And I'm, one of the things that I'm using is the old idea that I had a long time ago about there being something outside of me that's bigger, like God. Now that you understand a lot better about how declaring that you're there means that your physical universe rearranges around you and there is no external actor delegating doesn't mean as much anymore yes 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 because your job is to just sit in the clarity and watch the machine that's why we call it the mechanics of creating your reality watch the machine that is law of attraction do its work yes when delegating felt good i was in a much lower place indeed perfect so have we answered your question here have thank you so much Indeed, and we thank you very much for your very delicious question. Hi. Um, my parents will be visiting this weekend, and um, I have a real diff difficult time with my father in particular. Um, I just feel very uncomfortable around him. So how can I improve our relationship? Well, you could improve your relationship with him. You can't have any effect on his relationship with you because you don't know anything about that and it really isn't any of your business. So one of the things, there's two, there are two branches that we see here and both of them might be interesting to explore. We don't quite know where either of them will lead you, but we can see a lot of promise, if you will, by exploring either one of them. And they seem like they're very different, but they're actually the same. The first one would be thinking about very little things that you appreciate about your father that are not meaningful, that don't really mean much to you. And they may be things from the past. They could be things that you know about him but don't see him do, but yet you know he does or you know he says or you know he's been about. But just seeing if you can catalog, let's say playing a game with yourself and seeing if you can come up first with three. Just three really simple, they could be big, but they could just be really simple things like, I really appreciate the fact that my father folds his napkin when he stands up from the table. That's how silly, that's how insignificant. It's, it, what we're looking for here is a wedge. Anything that you can do to begin to see your father the way that source energy sees your father. 
Now, source energy is not ask your father out for lunch, and source energy is not going to date your father, and source energy is not interested in having a lifelong relationship with your father, not in any of the conventional ways. Source energy is your father in manifestation. Your father is definitely source energy coming forth. But when we say, see your father as source energy sees him, we're not saying like him. We're not saying that at all. There's, you don't have to like him to see him as source energy sees him. That's why finding these little, strange, odd, small, insignificant little details about aspects of his personality or his behavior that you can easily appreciate. If you play a little game with yourself and find three first and then see if you can find another three. And then if you just can't find anymore, if you've found nine or 12 or 15, then you just stop and do something different. The other thing that you might want to think about, and again, this is going to sound like now we're going to almost to the opposite side of the spectrum. Is there any, and now we're, instead of being small things that are about appreciation, we're going to go all the way over to the other end. Can you imagine something very dramatic, cataclysmic, really horrendous that could have happened to your father to cause him to act in ways that you don't like? Things that have nothing to do with you. Yeah. All right. So can you appreciate how actually well put together he is considering where he came from? Yes. And I have thought about that also, that very thought. And it helps. So, yeah. so if you play with both of those and massage them really gently, don't try really hard to do anything or get anywhere, but just play with them very gently, different ideas, different ways of seeing him as he is. We think that what will happen is it may not be a perfectly bumpy-less ride with him, but you'll certainly see some openings there that you probably didn't see before. And by openings, we don't mean openings to like him. We mean openings to be at peace with yourself in his presence, which is what you're really aiming for. Do you understand that? I do. Good. Why do I feel uncom so uncomfortable? Well, you don't need us to answer that question. Anyone who just listened to the way you reacted to what we said in the second part probably has a pretty good idea of why you feel uncomfortable around him. He feels uncomfortable around himself. It's not as though you are in a vacuum in your relationship with him. Now, it's going to sound like we're contradicting everything we ever say about how you create reality, but we're not. These things that you know about him, his history, his past, the things that he's done, the things that have been done to him, the ways in which he sees himself as a victim, and the ways in which he sees himself as a perpetrator, by the way. The things that he feels guilty about, the things that he feels shame about, of which there are quite a few. He's just kind of a bundle of all sorts of stuff, and as you said, it's a remarkable how, pull, how pulled together he is compared to and contrasting with where he came from. So makes sense that you would feel uncomfortable around a person who is so has such a hard time being in his own skin but does what probably at least externally although you probably see through it looks like a pretty good job of looking like he's got it together mm 
And that may be, the, in a way, we could say that may be the most galling aspect of it all. Do you understand all of this? Yeah, I do. Very good. Well, that would be our suggestion. Very gently play with both of those ideas and massage them so that you're gathering data. Not, you don't have to necessarily draw conclusions, although the penny may drop and you may very well see some things that you never noticed before and find things that are more easy about you in re relationship to him. But we wouldn't try really hard at doing this. We would be really easy because, you see, trying really hard is actually what got him where he is. And you can see how well that worked out. How does someone look at someone else through the eyes of source but not like them? Well, we don't have an answer for that question. First, you must be at peace with yourself. Not all the time, but there are moments that have been called holy instants or miracles where suddenly the gap between how you perceive yourself and how source perceives you is closed. And you're suddenly right there, standing on the far side of a bridge that seemed like it was impossible to cross once upon a time. And then you look around and you see everything bathed in a light, not physically, but you have the sense, you have the very real sense that love is everywhere, that love is imbued in everything and you can see it very clearly. But if you seek these things, you will not find them. If you allow them, they will come to you. That's why we say, be easy with this. Don't try hard to get there. Your father is a very good example of somebody who tries very hard to get where he wants to go. In a way, it's his tenacity that's kept him together all this time. But we would say, <clears throat> that's not what you're cultivating. Don't go into that garden. Stay in your own which is where peace can be found. But if you follow those two things that we suggested, we think that that gentleness and that easiness will pay off in very big dividends. Maybe not this weekend, but it will be certainly an investment of your time that will be very well, well worth it because you're building a vibrational field around this idea of your relationship with your father that's now shifting and changing more in the direction of where you want it to go. But you can't take a sledgehammer here. Too much resistance. This is going to be an easing into kind of thing. And you know that. That's, we're not telling you anything you don't know. Because you've tried the sledgehammer approach and it's never worked. Good. So, indeed. And we thank you very much for your very delicious question. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. 
a little less stress and a lot more tan. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everydayattraction@unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed welcome back from the break you're listening to everyday attraction here on unity online radio um, this has been uh, a special edition of our show, focusing specifically on this wonderful channel, Frank Butterfield, who you've been listening to as he brings in through what he calls the communion of light. If you'd like more information about the village, go to www.communionoflight.com and you'll find more information. We're going to conclude today's show by focusing on a delicious segment in which these beautiful energies talk about truly focusing on the power and the presence and what matters most in our lives, our intention. Where are we interested? Where are we focused? It's a lovely, vivid, what I would call rampage of fortune. And I am so happy to bring it to you on today's show. Here we go. Back to the communion of light. So in this physical world of my own creation, it seems like my upward limit of imagination rests somewhere at the sum of $50 trillion, which is a real number to me and quite significant. But that number doesn't really matter, because in my personal physical experience, that number doesn't relate to me whatsoever. I wouldn't want that amount of money. And I'm not sure even what it would look like other than just as a calculated sum. Intellectually, I get the idea that the supply of money is only limited by my imagination. And I can think of some macroeconomic reasons why that would be the case. In other words, I can think of things that would prove that there actually is an unlimited supply of money in the world based on a lot of very large factors that could be proven, if not empirically, at least with some sort of logic that would make sense to other people. But I gave up trying to make sense to other people long ago. And I'm no longer really interested in being in alignment with what an economist or a politician or a theorist of some sort would want to postulate and say, This is the way it is, and this is the way it always will be. And everybody's got to get on board with this kind of thinking in order to make sure that the worst doesn't happen or that things don't get any more complicated or difficult than they are. 
All of that kind of thinking I'm really, 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 really walking away from. I'm walking away from it in such a way that it doesn't matter if it pops back up because it now feels rather cartoonish. It now feels rather silly. But not in a degradating sort of way, but rather in a way that really puts the focus on the idea that somehow getting along with the ideas that other people have is something important to do. And it's not. I know from my own experience with all sorts of other topics in my life that I really am the one who is creating my reality. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. It's beyond coincidence at this point. It's beyond happenstance or accident. I intend for something to happen and then I step back and watch as it does. And the ways in which it happens have nothing to do with what I'm doing. I'm aware that it's coming from my intention, but I watch other people respond to my intention, which I've never said out loud. Or I watch circumstances arrange themselves that happen to match exactly what it is that I'm looking for. So the idea that somehow or another I've got to get on board with what someone else thinks or says is now, it's not laughable, but it's something that no longer interests me. And from time to time, I still think that about all sorts of things. But I'm no longer really paying attention to it anymore. And that feels better. That really does feel better. It really does feel better for me to notice that it's my clarity and my intention around any topic that causes the physical universe to rearrange itself around what it is that I'm deciding that I can have. So I'm no longer bound by what I used to be really tied up with. I'm no longer in a space or in a place where I have to somehow or another get a grasp on reality or get clear about what I'm supposed to be doing or what I should be showing up as or how I should be thinking. Now what I'm doing is flowing with my own powerful desire. And what's happening, of course, is I just keep feeling better and better and better about all sorts of things. And when it comes to this topic about the supply of money in the world, I'm really beginning to notice that it really is as limited or as unlimited as I think it is. And that's all there is to it. But to think about the supply of money is something that's no longer really that interesting to me. It used to be very interesting to me. It used to be something that I thought was important to know and understand. Because I wanted to know about the world and under to understand how I was supposed to react to it. But now that I know that the world is reacting to me and not the other way around, it feels a lot better to just say it doesn't really matter. What really matters is my intention. And my intention is for abundance in all things and to see it in other people. Because it's not just for me, although it is really just for me, but what's also really delicious to me is to see other people having an experience of abundance. Because I really like that. I really enjoy it. Now, I don't know how to do that for them. I don't know how to make that happen. But I can find evidence, and I can notice how things are always getting better and better. And I can tell that story, not just on a personal level, but on a much larger level, on a much broader scale. And of course, I'm going to want to live in a world where abundance is the norm, because that's where I want to be. Now, again, how that happens with other people and through other people, I don't know. 
and I'm just going to let Law of Attraction sort that out for me. But what I do know is that my intention is to feel better and better and better about money, and I am. I really am, because I'm really walking away from the idea that somehow I have to come up with a way to line up or conform with what other people have said or think. Now I'm beginning to notice that when I heard an economist say this or that that was gloomy news about the economy or about the way things work in the world, that that was just me matching up with an idea that I have about lack or deprivation. And when I turn my attention to abundance and to there being a fully powerful flow of money in my own life, I'm not really going to hear that anymore. Or if I hear it, I'm not going to pay attention. And I'm noticing that's already the case. I don't feel like what they're saying is silly or ridiculous, but I do feel like it's not worthy of my attention. It's worthy of honor because it's their creation, and in fact, it's worthy of honor because it's my creation. My experience of that is my creation. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that there are other people running around saying these things, forecasting gloom and doom, but I'm not interested in it more. I don't find it to be helpful or useful and what I'm really interested in is using it as the contrast that it really is to point back in the direction of the awareness that I have about abundance and how that works for me, not only on the bigger picture of how this is an abundant world and that prosperity reigns and is abounding and that wealth is unlimited for each and every person, but also very much on a very personal level, how I really am right now, right where I'm sitting in the midst of great wealth and abundance and prosperity because I have drawn it to me. And if it's only in a vibrational state right now, I know that it's inevitable that it will become physical because I'm lined up with it more powerfully than I've ever been. I'm no longer using anything outside of me to block it or keep it away from me or to pretend like it's not there. So when I hear news or when I hear someone else talking about their story, I honor them for where they are because I know that they're reaching for relief in some form or another. But I'm not in agreement. I'm not in disagreement. I just don't care. I care for them. In fact, I care for them so much that I don't really listen to what they have to say that does not line up with who they really are. All I hear is them reaching for relief, and I know they'll find it. Just like I'm finding it right now for myself. I feel really good about where I am on this topic. I feel really good about the fact that it's okay for other people to have different opinions than me about all sorts of things, and that when I hear them, it's just the contrast that I'm looking for that helps me zero in even more clearly on the very clear, plain, and obvious fact that abundance and prosperity and wealth and an abundance and prosperity of money are very much the norm in my life, and that I'm in that powerful flow that's generated by my very strong personal preferences. And there is a powerful flow of money, cash, dollars, euros, pounds, in my life right now. There's no lack of it. There's no anything that's keeping it from me. I'm here in the midst of it, and I feel wealthy. I feel wealthy in a way that really does go down almost to a subatomic level. It feels like every particle in my experience is in alignment with this powerful, powerful, powerful awareness that I have. The powerful awareness that I have that this is the right place, the right time, the right people. 
this is exactly where I want to be. And that I'm in this luxuriating place of abundance and prosperity where there is great wealth in my life right now. I don't pay attention to what my eyes have to say about this or what a piece of paper tells me because that's the past. What's present and clear and obvious and right on point for me right now is an endless supply of abundance that comes from my source through an infinite array of channels. There are a number of ways that this abundance comes to me and it feels really, really, really good for me to not only have what I'm wanting, but to be right in the midst of it all. So I'm really enjoying what's going on here. I'm really enjoying all of the contrast that's pointing me back to the very obvious and plain fact that I'm in the right place at the right time. And as good as this is, I know it will be getting even better and better and better from here. You've been listening to the communion of light. Uh, you can again, find more information about these wonderful resources at www.communionoflight.com. It is just wonderful to know how surrounded we are by these powerful, infinite intelligences that are surrounding us, giving us more and more information as we open up to our broader knowing truly knowing that there are no limits, that there are no constraints. We are only uh, limited by what we can imagine. And that is truly an opportunity for us to awaken to more and more possibilities. I hope you've enjoyed this hour. And as we will continue to do here on Everyday Attraction, we will dive deeper into understanding the intricacies, the intimacies, and the deliciousness of the law of attraction in all of its beauty, because it is truly you staring back at you and wishing you well. We'll see you next time on Everyday Attraction. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. 
we will discuss through lecture, live interviews, and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. (laughs) 